everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are real excited today for another one of our Thanksgiving uh, Hallmark Merry Thanksgiving recaps that we're doing. We're talking about three more of the movies that premiered this weekend. We're talking about Hall Up the Holly, uh, A Tale of Two Christmases, and Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. Get your pronoun right there. <laughs> on that one but i'm filgered to grace wagner and casey's here hi friends i'm here merry christmas (laughs) and happy late thanksgiving hopefully you had a good one rachel i did yeah my niece was in town so that was fun to get to see her she's just starting uh college so it's fun to hear how things going and uh, my mom my poor mother she she ended up having to make like basically three thanksgivings because uh, we have uh, gluten-free and vegans. So oh. we had like regular stuff, gluten-free. Oh gosh. <laughs> so it was, it was an event. I felt yeah. bad, but, wow. but it was all delicious. Wow. Uh, Kudos. Yeah. I didn't try any of the vegan stuff. That's not my jam, but, yeah. uh, but they seem to like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. good. Family. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we are now kind of over the halfway point with Hallmark movies this year, uh, Christmas movies this year. Uh, if, if you've been able to watch others, you feel, how do you feel like the season has gone? You know, surprisingly well, it, yeah. I, I will say the first one I, I watched, which maybe I won't name because I, I'm a big fan of this person and I did not care for his movie uh-huh. <laughs> at all. I felt so bad, but it was the first one I watched and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is how this one's gonna go I don't know how the rest of them are gonna go so my expectations plummeted after that first one but then I watched another one I watched um the kismet Christmas one with Carla Marx and that one like that one was cute I was like okay we're yeah we're coming back we're coming back and then I watched Ghosts of Christmas Always and then I'm like you know uh-huh. number one for the season I I don't know if anything will top it for me because it was so unexpected and you know like I obviously expected three wise men and a baby to be good and it mm-hmm. lived up to the hype um but this one uh, Ghosts of Christmas uh-huh. Always I'm like that is that's it that that's so it I'm back <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're saying in our chat group you're like this is the first year that uh i've actually agreed with rachel's top three (laughs) the same exact top three at that moment so because it has been i think a really strong season there's only a couple that i i very much disliked Mm -hmm. uh but for the most part i found them at least watchable and entertaining and uh, it's it's been fun because if you're looking at the Christmas movie landscape as a whole and not just Hallmark and even maybe a little bit with Hallmark, we're getting uh, quite a bit of variety, like more, I think most people would be surprised uh, Mm -hmm. that they think, Oh, they're just, just the city girl coming back to the country. Mm -hmm. And, and there's that it's there, but not as much as it has been in the past. And I mean, there's been like mysteries this year. There's been uh, there's been like, we'll talk about an outright comedy comedy, uh mm-hmm. today there's been dramas there's been i just feel like we've gotten quite a bit of variety in the christmas movie world this year which yeah. is fun i agree it's yeah. it, it has been a lot of fun mm. ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas do you enjoy the holiday previews recaps interviews and bonus episodes If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. 
But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. All right. Well, let's talk about Haul Out the Holly. And this was on the 26th. And it starred Lacey Chabert, Wes Brown, Melissa Peterman. We had a bunch of cameos and, and other fun stuff. And it is McLean Nelson, director, and Elizabeth Avellan. And it's Emily arrives home for a visit with her parents only to discover that they are leaving on a trip of their own. As she stays at their house for the holidays, their HOA is determined to get Emily to participate in the neighbor's neighborhood's many Christmas festivities. So in the introduction to this, the Lacey, Lacey said that this was her first romantic comedy uh, for Hallmark. Uh, which I mean how exactly do you define romantic comedy Uh, it's a kind of a nebulous term Mm -hmm. but this was definitely maybe the most outright comedy Mm -hmm. that uh, Hallmark's ever made I can't think of one that's more uh, because even something like the Christmas house or or um, Mm -hmm. that one uh, across I think was cross-country Christmas with Rachel Lee Cook that one had some madcap elements but this was just like an outright farce yeah uh, yeah and, huh yeah I really so, think about that but that makes a lot of sense yeah so overall what did you think of it oh this one was so fun <laughs> <laughs> this one is super fun I was drawn to it for the sheer fact that they have a crazy HOA <laughs> and I don't know if you remember Rachel but a couple of years ago I had some HOA drama not involving me but just like it's like there was like a few there were a bunch of feuding families over this dude's shed and how big oh, it could no. be it was a bunch of shenanigans and like <laughs> constant bickering on the Facebook group. And the rest of us are like sitting there eating popcorn. And then you have some of the other ones that are like trying to stir the pot. And like some of we do have some weird HOA rules. My parents live in a really strict HOA neighborhood. So I was here for it. I was here for the ridiculousness of this Christmas HOA. I'm like, you know, I could kind of see it if there was some kind of crazy Christmas committee in our neighborhood. I could see them being like... Mm-hmm let's put up a tree in the middle of the blah 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 <laughs> like <laughs> so super yeah. fun I mean I could definitely relate to the crazy HOA my HOA for my uh complex that I live in they used to have these people that they paid I don't even know how much to like drive around trying to find like the most ridiculous small infractions and then you get a letter in the oh, mail, yeah. <laughs> not even an email, a letter with a picture of your offending item and uh, and asking you to take it down. And you're just like, this is just ridiculous. Like, why are we living in a police state? Yeah. I mean, there was one time I left. It was a very, very uh, wintry storm, uh, wintry season. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was like we were having snow, seemed like every day we were having snow. And so I had left the snow shovel out by the garage. Oh. Gosh. right i got a freaking letter 
(laughs) I needed to put away the snow shovel. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is so offensive to the the neighborhood that you had to send a letter. It was crazy. But yeah, we got a letter (laughs) because we didn't edge in the front of our yard, (laughs) like on the sidewalk, like the like the the literal like ten inches of grass that breaks up the sidewalk from the street it wasn't edged so we got a letter for being offensive with our grass like I'm offended <laughs> that you wasted a stamp on <laughs> snow shovels <laughs> so I, I could never relate to it I mean I think that uh comedies are difficult to I've said this many times that co- comedies are hard to podcast about because mm-hmm. at a certain point you either find it funny or you don't Mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's it. Like, and, and so I think, I think it's tough. I mean, I found this funny, especially Melissa Peterman. I thought she was oh. absolutely hilarious. You could tell that she was ad-libbing a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That was the other draw for me. I'm like, Lacey, we got Wes and the queen of yes. comedy, <laughs> Melissa Peterman. I'm like, bring more Melissa to us. <laughs> Yes. I love her. I love Reba. Reba. I'm a big fan Mm -hmm. of that show. I thought that she was very funny in that show and, uh, and uh, I, and in baby daddy as well. She's just, she's just hilarious. I'm so happy to have her in the Hallmark family. Yeah. So funny. I wish I, I I mean, of course you can't have more, like I needed more Melissa Peterman in this movie. Yeah. I, I really did. I was like, I yeah. need, I just need more of her. I just need more. Bring, bring on the ridiculous comedy with her. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the next one, cause you know, they're going to make more of these. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Next one just have it be about her. I would die. Oh would yeah. So funny. Absolutely. Her and Eric maybe. Yes. yes. Please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about those cameos for a yes. second? Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea yeah. too. And I mean, we were talking about again in the, in our little group chat that we have that like some of the other cameos have been really fun, like having uh, Tyler show up in Andrew's movie or, or mm-hmm. Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sester, whatever. Like those are super fun, but they're more like, they're less of a surprise because we know of their connections and their involvement mm-hmm. and their friendships and everything like that. Like I had no idea that like Eric maybe is, was, it had any connections with any of these people. I don't think yeah. they've done a movie together. Mm-hmm. Anybody, I don't think maybe they know McLean. I don't know how they know, but, um, her, him and Christopher Palaha, I, they were just so surprising. I'm like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. It's super fun. I, when Chris Palaha showed up, I was like, it's Palaha. And my husband's <laughs> like, Oh, it's the mystery one-on-one guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his was, was like hardly a cameo. I mean, he, he had like a supporting role, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in quite yeah. a few scenes. He, he had a few, and then Eric had a couple of lines. I mean, yeah, he did. especially the cameos are like in passing, like they yeah. just like in like when uh, Tyler showed up in Andrew's movie, it was like this passing thing, right? Yeah, he's the waiter. But um, in this one, first of all, uh, Eric dropping the popcorn, like doing their dramatic run, I was like, <laughs> and I've met this guy in person. I'm yeah, like, yeah what is happening right now <laughs> and they do the like romantic cheesy like run to each other and then they do the whole kiss and they're like i missed you so much and all the things I yeah. like, this is comedy i didn't know i needed right now 
<laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> what? Uh, and so, yeah, it starts out with her as a little girl and her parents basically put off opening the presents under the tree because there's the Christmas carnival. I mean, which again, this movie, you have to take everything kind of with a grain of salt because they, the priority is on the laugh more than the story. Cause I don't know a parent in the world that's going to be like, we have to go to this event. You can't open your presents. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> but, but yeah. And we also see her with her uh, boyfriend, Dan, and she breaks up with him uh because he uh he just takes advantage of her and he she ends up uh his name is actually the one on the lease even though mm-hmm. she's the one that paid so basically yeah he's kind of a jerk but he gets a little bit of redemption at the yeah. end <laughs> yeah uh, and uh and then i we have uh west brown playing the head of the hoa and he's a little boy, of course, at the beginning. And it was just, I thought, really funny. Like, anytime they got on those walkie-talkies, it made me laugh. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, and, and let's just say, like, West Brown and glasses. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year has, and I've said this before on the podcast, this is the nerd chic year where we're getting all our Hallmark yeah. hunks, like, nerdy. Yeah. Brendan Penny uh-huh. and Chandler Massey and Ryan Rotman. Uh, mm-hmm. And here we have Wes Brown. And I'm I'm enjoying it. I really am. Yeah, it's fun. It is. <laughs> uh, and they, so her parents are going to move to Florida. And uh, so they're going to like try to find a place. And so they're like, here, you can do all the, the Evergreen Lane stuff. Well, not just moving to Florida. It's, hey, daughter, come back home and have a relaxing Christmas. And then Lacey's character shows up. They're like, oh, we're leaving the taxis outside. We're moving to Florida. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. (laughs) And evidently her parents are like a key ingredient of the evergreen uh events that go on mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot going on there's a snowman tableau mm-hmm. that they do yes uh, and uh listen <laughs> peter and her character gets so upset with lacy uh because she's late for the uh the she's out helping uh the i forget what she was she was uh helping with other stuff and mm-hmm. So she's like a, an hour and a half late and she's like so mad at her. Maybe like all the popcorn. Yeah. And Wes Brown has all of these citations that he's constantly giving out, which was really funny. Insufficient Christmas decor. <laughs> the nutcracker not being tall enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, and she says that I actually don't have to do any of this. And they're all like, <gasps> yeah, super fun. Uh, and there's a cookie contest. Melissa Peterman, she says, I never plan anything after the cookie contest. If I lose, I am in no place to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. The her care, Pamela's character panicking at, or not panicking, but just the the overjoyed meltdown of winning first place for like what the eighth year in a row or yeah. something 
And then we have her making, uh, putting salt in the cookies instead of sugar. And this is an easy mistake to make. Uh, mm-hmm. the, I, I'm trying to think. I feel like we've, it's happened before in my family. I know one time we used to have like a little kind of crock of salt mm-hmm. on our table. And a lot of people have like a, something like that with sugar, right? And my friend came over, uh, stayed over and we were having cereal and she reaches and puts the salt in her cereal. Oh no. <laughs> she thought it was a sugar, you know, crock or whatever. <laughs> I feel like it's something that, that happens. It was, yeah. it was funny. <laughs> this must've been some really bad cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. There were, again, a lot of moments where I could tell there was improv. Like, I, I have to believe that the uh, the West playing with those uh, those figurines and saying, Santa, I'm your father. I, that yeah. feels like an improv to me, but it was, I thought, really funny. Yeah, super fun. Mm-hmm. And we have um, Stephen Toblowski. He, he was really funny, too, uh, mm-hmm. playing the Ned, the neighbor Ned. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> It tells him about the white elephant party and that uh, the police broke up the last one. He said, he said, if Ned's there, just don't bring power tools. <laughs> oh, yeah. Laugh. That white elephant exchange got intense. It did. It's like, oh, man. And they're lucky that they can steal, like have one last steal at the end because my family never yeah. does that. It's it's like true. what you get is what you get. So if you want to trade. <laughs> That's on your time. <laughs> well, I appreciated that this white elephant uh, party was actually a white elephant party because a lot of times they say things are white elephant parties and then on homework movies and then they're just like gift exchanges. I'm like, oh, yeah. like in um, Road to Christmas, which I love that movie, but they, they were giving oh, out like iPods and God. stuff. Yeah. I was like, I want to go to that Christmas exchange. Yeah. I mean, my go-to for a white elephant, cause I can never think of anything that good, but I usually get um, the uh, Harry Potter jelly beans oh because you know, they're kind of gross yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. funny i yeah, don't know my work you pre-covid we used to go to a restaurant and do a whole gift exchange uh white elephant thing and this one guy would just find stuff in his house and sometimes they were good stuff sometimes they were like weird like yeah i ended up with one of his gifts and i got a um those tor- the tortilla bowls that you like stick a tortilla in and oh yeah oven and it makes it into like a thing so that was nice but then yeah. he also paired it with a richard simmons vhs <laughs> i was like nice why do you still have this <laughs> like, world. and then my other co-worker another year got a full-on Wii, like legit we from oh whoa he was just like yeah i don't need anymore like just throw it in there i was like holy cow yeah like a lot of infomercial items end up i think on in white elephant gift exchanges (laughs) yeah or um the best one was when they took one of my coworkers' diplomas that was sitting on his thing and they made a a, like a photocopy of it and made it put it in a frame and they set it up so that he got his own diploma (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, but that's part of the fun of it is like the goofy gifts. That's why when they, they, when they have just nice gifts, like that's the whole fun of white elephant party. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this was, this was legit. This was, this was good. Mm-hmm. And I loved again, more Ned. 
was very funny when they said, have you, uh, when it was weird, she says, have you ever thought about therapy? And he says, I've been in therapy for years. Have you ever thought about finding a new therapist? (laughs) So good. (laughs) Yeah. That was really, really funny. And let's see then. Yeah. Like I said, they had the snowman tableau and a big snowball fight, which I thought was a lot of fun. That's yeah. Super fun. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love that it was side against side. So you see all the people yeah. and throwing it across the street. And it's like, oh, that's like a fun little, you know, mon- Christmas montage of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those it was really fun. And Elizabeth Peterman singing Oh Holy Night. I <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I did. Yes. That was so funny because, you know, I've said it many times on this podcast. And, and whenever anybody in one of these movies sings Oh Holy Night, I'm always like, because it's such a hard song. It goes oh, a yeah. whole octave. It's really, I mean, you have to have pipes to pull mm-hmm. it off. And, uh, and a lot of people can't and don't. And it's like, sing another song. There's so many yeah. great, like, very approachable, very nice, like, carols yeah. that you can sing. Don't sing Oh Holy Night. But so when she did it and did it terrible, it, it was really funny. <laughs> that was so perfect for her character because her character is so extra. So of course, yeah, Hamill is going to sing Oh Holy Night and just, you know, make it a fun one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then she gets asked to make the Santa suit and you knew this was going to be a disaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she has a degree in... <laughs> A PhD, what do they say? A PhD in arts and crafts? Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's an advanced degree, not magic. <laughs> she has some good lines there. Oh, it was so funny. And uh, and then we have a great line uh, that Lacey says. She says, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to be the perfect Santa Claus. <laughs> that was that cute. That is cute. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we also, so he's getting ready to be Santa Claus and, uh, and then, uh, there's the like big golden kind of chair or whatever. And that's in the center of the neighborhood and says that, uh, that it's not just Santa's chair, but it's where reality is suspended and children believe in magic. That is, that's a good line. That yeah, it good. was, it was good. <laughs> And I forgot to say that this movie, it's kind of, was kind of extra fun for me because it was all filmed like probably 10 minutes from my house. Oh, which did is you sort of fun. get to see any of the filming? Did I didn't try- really see any of it. You could see the, um, everything going on and this, okay. you know, the snow machine and every, yeah. all that, but I didn't get, I didn't like see any of the actors or oh, okay. anything like that. But I could, as I was watching, I'm like, oh, there's Salt Lake and there's Sandy oh, and there's real Salt Lake. <laughs> right salt lake and not denver because usually don't they do that in the christmas movies they're like oh this is or a flip-flop i can't remember particularly yeah yeah, in sisters in the sister swap one the not the um well the sister swap one with kimberly and ashley was also done in utah but the the one with the one where they had the mistake where they're pretending it was denver was the one the sister swap with them with candace okay gotcha with two of her yeah yes okay so you know that was we were just like uh it's like (laughs) denver (laughs) like it's hard to believe that in the in all of like stock stock imagery there's not denver yeah it's a a pretty like decent sized city yeah i I mean mean, i I don't know what sign sealed they could just (laughs) i mean honestly they could steal the stock from sign sealed and 
just oh yeah you're right yeah that's true that's that's real denver yeah that's true that's a good point but (laughs) it's funny it's like if if it was the choice of showing salt lake is denver or just doing something else i would go with doing something else like just have like pictures of christmas trees or something like that in your entrance i don't know um but (laughs) uh then uh we have uh this that i was a little unclear is and maybe i just missed it uh so is is pamela melissa peterman is in is her husband is or is it her husband or boyfriend husband husband okay i thought so but i just was a little bit unclear on that relationship because there was that scene where she finds out that he's he can't come home yeah 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 and so she said my husband can't come home and now i have to go tell my daughter that he's not going to be here for christmas again yeah yeah she's very upset and uh and uh, (laughs) you have this really funny scene where where Lazy's hugging her goes to hug her like comfort her and she's like most people hug back most people (laughs) yeah and Lacey's so tiny and she's so small so she's like I'm hugging you come on (laughs) (laughs) yes and so we have uh him being what being Santa Claus and this little girl asks for uh him to ask Lacey on a date Mm -hmm. as one of her wishes (laughs) yeah Uh, and so Lacey calls Dan, her ex, and uh, I, he works for the airport, I guess, or the airline, evidently. Mm-hmm. And so then that's when uh, Alan gets back, and that's Eric Mabius. And it was yep. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We posted she- that on um, our Instagram, and we've gotten so much engagement on that. I'm like, <laughs> love eric hallmark yeah he's great and it doesn't tend to get to be funny that often so this was a uh, nice to see i felt like yeah yeah i mean he did that have the bonk he had that bonkers christmas with the mayors oh i love that movie yes yeah. uh, it's beginning to look a lot like christmas yes yes yeah. so we, we need more eric in a Christmas yeah, that film. one was re- that's very underrated, I think. And we had for one of our patron watch alongs, we had Rick Garman, the writer of that movie, on, and we did the watch along for it's beginning to look like Christmas. So that was oh, fun. Re- really fun. Yeah. And but it was nice to see him be this goofy. I mean, pretty much everybody in this movie, uh, does maybe except for Melissa, doesn't get to be madcap that mm-hmm. often they'll be in like rom-coms yeah. sweet rom-coms things like that so it was just refreshing to see them all like going crazy. yeah yeah <laughs> it then- was this movie was a whole hyperbole honestly yeah. like, but in in the best way possible yeah and i said on twitter like i wouldn't want all homework movies to be this way but it was a fun kind of uh, it was a fun spice to add to the to the homework soup this this season yeah you know, i agree yeah so yeah. And I think uh, it helped that everybody was kind of a hyperbole. Like yeah, you had yeah. all of the goofy neighbors and all of their weird like obsessions <laughs> with the decorations or the Christmas like uh, cookie contests uh-huh. and the all of the things. So I think it helped. I think that's what yeah. helps it 
Hallmark comedies is when you do have them, you have to have a good cast where everybody can just be a little wild because it doesn't yeah. help if it's like maybe like the leads are like the funny ones and everybody else is kind of like a Debbie Downer or just kind of like not as elevated, but they mm-hmm. had a really good cast. I mean, even the um like the secondary characters, like Ellen Travolta's character, and you know, like you said, the Stephen Tobolsky and mm-hmm. Lisa Peterman. So, I think that's what made it just shine. Yeah. Well, and I actually think that Hallmark's TV movie formula works great with this kind of farce because mm-hmm. in feature films, like something like Christmas with the Cranks, it could kind of wear on you after a while. It's it just starts to feel like what's what's sort of madcap in little moments here when it's like a full film two hours or whatever it's like oh this is you know it starts just to feel kind of negative and i don't know it just starts to lose me a little bit actually i think this sort of extended sitcom you know length that we have kind of works for this type of humor i think Yeah. yeah and it did have some it did have a lot of heart with Lacey kind of finding her Christmas spirit again in a sense Mm -hmm. um, because you kind of like I got the sense that she was she loved Christmas but not as much as her parents so it was kind of one of those like oh okay you know it's great but she really like embraced her Christmas spirit and then you have Melissa Peterman's uh character storyline Pamela's storyline with the husband being away and then Mm -hmm. like the redemptive the redemption of Dan and (laughs) you know then you have like the relationship between Jared and Emily yeah I mean like there was also a lot of heart too so I think it balanced out the um the hijinks yeah it just I think it 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 just works with this kind of link I think to Mm -hmm. to have this kind of pacing and everything and um and so then he asks her out on a date and that's cute and she gives him uh well later on she gives him a citation which was fun (laughs) And she ends up getting the gift from her, her parents end up showing up on Christmas and they give her the gift of the house mm-hmm. and they're going to still go to Florida. And, uh, and then there's like the whole neighborhood is outside caroling. Yeah. Really good. Good. Caroling on Christmas day at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. And then she gives him a citation with kiss me on it, which was cute. That's super cute. Mm-hmm. Such a fun movie. Yeah. So what would you give this one one to five crowns? Um, I would probably give it maybe like a 4.25 crowns out of five. Yeah. It's on my, I think it's my, it's in my top five, I think, as of right now. Yeah, I give it a four. I, I really, I really had a good time with it. From the creator of the number one Christmas podcast comes a new book to surprise and delight you into a happier holiday season. Christmas Past, the fascinating stories behind our favorite holidays traditions by Brian Earle is out now just in time for the holidays. Available in hardcover and ebook from Lions Press and as an audiobook narrated by the author from recorded books, behind every Christmas tradition is a story, often a forgotten one. When we pour the eggnog and trim the tree, we're continuing generations old narratives without knowing their starting chapters. Until now. Brian Earl brings the same wide-eyed fascination and cozy nostalgia from the podcast to the book. Featuring 26 short chapters and eye-catching graphics, you'll want to have it on your coffee table or mantle all season long. Find out why Apple Books named Christmas Past a must-listen and get a copy today wherever books are sold. Remember, it makes a great gift. Find out more at christmaspastpodcast.com. That's christmaspastpodcast.com. Continue on. So... 
let's talk about uh let's talk about time for him to come home for christmas i forget i've lost track of how many of these we've had (laughs) i think it's five and i guess the next one will be time for her to come home for christmas listen i said this before i'll say it again we can also use time for y'all to come yeah. home for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, we had the Christmas in the Louisiana South. So, I mean, it is possible, Hallmark. Time mm-hmm. for y'all. Yeah. When I was so excited that you were on this one because you were on the recap for the very first one uh, way oh, back yeah. in 2018. So I thought that was that was fun to to get to talk to you about this most recent one and uh this is uh tyler hines uh holland roden and uh then the uh writer marcy holland who has written i think all of them pretty sure director david winning and it's four days before christmas elizabeth uh, athens receives a voicemail from a number she doesn't recognize on the message a man she doesn't know makes one final plea to the love of his life for a second chance it's the fifth oh here we got it in the summary the fifth installment of the popular movie franchise based on blake shelton's song time for me to come home for christmas i mean i i feel like that's a strong statement popular <laughs> but i guess if you made five of them they must be pretty popular i guess yeah, it, this franchise is a little confusing because it's like <laughs> okay the first one was time for me then it was take time for you time for them time for us time for him yeah and so the funny thing is this this franchise gets like kind of like razzed a bit on the the hallmark universe Uh but they're not bad like they're 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 decent they're pretty good i mean Mm -hmm. like some better than others but it's just so funny because i think it's like everyone's confused why this is a why this is a franchise (laughs) because yeah. they're like wait we didn't ask for another one what are we gonna which pronoun are we gonna use <laughs> <laughs> like, oh they're back yeah. yeah i know it it just they're they're all involved some kind of road trip sort of thing and this one i was pretty nervous about because a lot of times they're like research movies where they've got like a letter or a photo or a whatever it can be very dry for me mm-hmm. you know the ring or a charm brace <laughs> but, but i have to say this one was was pretty good i liked it uh i thought it 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 worked pretty pretty well i mean i think a lot of the credit goes to to tyler and to uh to holland who i've never seen before she was new to me yeah she was new to me i knew i knew it was gonna be good just because tyler's in it tyler doesn't usually make a bad movie yeah. <laughs> he, can, he usually has chemistry with like anybody including like a paper bag (laughs) um but yeah this one I was kind of I was a little like okay I I feel like Tyler's gonna be good I mean I don't know who Holland is but I I like those two together I thought they had really good chemistry Mm -hmm. yeah we kind of joke on the podcast that you could pull anybody off the street like a surprise you're in a Tyler Hines movie and you have great chemistry Right. Immediate, like, yeah. you know, three million views right there. Tyler, yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh and so it's the so the start of this movie, we have uh her, she's an executive assistant, she doesn't have a boyfriend, uh, and 
uh, and we get this sort of flashback to uh, to past year. I forget when it was three years. Uh, three years. Three years. Yeah, three years later. And in uh, in that time, their their friend Andrew uh, was there, and she's kind of talking to Andrew, and she gives him a hug, and he thinks he overhears it, and uh, and thinks that they're interested in each other, and he's friends with Andrew, he's friends with both of them, but he's obviously disappointed because he's interested in her, uh, and uh, and then. Um, and then they kind of have like, they have sort of a group hug, uh, cause they do all love each other and they're friends, but it turns out that Andrew got in, I think a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, Elizabeth and Andrew go after, or they want to go after Tyler Hines character because she wants to tell him that she likes him and Tyler had left because he misunderstood and so yeah. it, it, I think what happened was they were driving and they hit black ice and then Steve Basic's character was also involved. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the accident was nobody it was no really nobody's fault except the ice. Yeah. And so Yeah. But but they all are carrying all this guilt, all this cuz that's the big reveal is that Steve Basic was also in the crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so she gets this message on her phone and uh she's trying to uh to follow it but it turns out it's from a hotel room and uh and the message says that uh i will be there i think it's christmas night um and please you know meet me there and uh and so she feels bad because she thinks this guy's gonna show up and uh think this girl madeline is not in love with him because she didn't get the message mm-hmm. um and uh, so she starts kind of trying to put the pieces together and tyler hines helps her with this whole process mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah yeah and- this one was really um this one was kind of heavy it was heavy the other um time for me time for time for everyone to come home yeah that's true because well the last one uh was there was an amnesia plot oh Jesse Shram. and then the one before that was with Lacey that uh she has they get all those letters yes yes I thought that one was actually pretty good and then Allison Sweeney was in the one before that and then and then the one before that was the original oh yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah this was heavier I think than than some of the others and uh but you know it fits well in miracles of christmas i think yeah and there were some lighter scenes like when she goes to the chocolate place uh they uh they meet kind of getting coffee they talk and uh they they find madeline at this uh like coffee club um and uh, or they that's the first place and then they uh they try to go on uh backstage where she's mm-hmm. performing <laughs> yeah and uh, that was good they figure out the song that one of the clues is the snow globe with music that they're able to figure out and uh i liked when they're decorating cookies and she makes the <laughs> the gingerbread frog yeah. that was funny <laughs> <laughs> so the mom want her mom wants her to come work for her uh, she's just n- not happy as this uh, assistant 
mm-hmm. uh, in her life. And uh, so she's kind of considering that. And uh, Tyler Hines is buying a house. And there's like little scenes like they go and play. Um, They go to like carnival. They play mm-hmm. ring toss. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And. Uh, so then they they find Madeline. They play the message for Madeline, and uh, and then uh, uh, then uh, and there's also a moment where Steve Bassick like sees Madeline, and it was kind of hiding because she hasn't responded to his message. So she he thinks that she doesn't she's not interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, then we have, yeah, a lot of just like back and forth, back and forth. And uh, then we find out about the accident and uh, that this guy, Carter Bishop, who is the Steve Bassett character, that he never got over the guilt mm-hmm. that he yeah. felt. Yeah. And uh, and then it was well, a cu- cute I was, scene. I was going to say really quick, back to that reveal. Mm-hmm. It was a little confusing to me. I mean, like, I, I I get it, but it was also like, wait, huh? Because Madeline got Elizabeth's message and Elizabeth got Madeline's message, both from Carter. So it was kind of like, well, Madeline, you heard from Carter. So like, wouldn't you want to tell Carter? Because you've already have, you already have an established relationship. Would you want to like maybe text Carter like, hey, you got the wrong number, but good hearing your voice or something i don't know maybe the pain was too hard of like with how things got left three yeah because he left a message on her machine but it was for uh it was the wrong message they got him flipped he was asking for forgiveness uh for um for the accident Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah that it's true you probably would call back and be like is everything okay because just because you like broken up or are not in a relationship anymore doesn't mean that like you want yeah. ill will for them right yeah like even a text like hey you sent this to the wrong number yeah hey bye yeah. that's <laughs> true it was that that part was a little that part was a little weird for me because i was like it, i mean it would make sense if they didn't have an established relationship mm-hmm. like if, if if i don't know for whatever reason it was somebody else but because madeline and carter already had an established relationship i did think that was a little weird that she didn't like at least text him and say like hey wrong number yeah um, yeah but I mean, for the storytelling, I mean, I'll suspend, I'll suspend my disbelief. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, the when they meet, um, when Steve Basic's character, Basic's character, Carter Bishop and Elizabeth meet, that was a really heart wrenching, like, just moment. I was yeah. not ready for. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, it was good. Yeah. We've been carrying around this guilt for too long. Uh, is it okay if we set it down? Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I also liked the little moment where Tyler, where Tyler Hines holds her hand. Oh, I always yeah. love a subtle handhold. That's one of my faves. That's good. It's so good. And she find he finds out that he that she was talking about him, not about Andrew. Uh, and uh, I was just asking Andy for advice. And that's uh, so when we get a kiss. And a good was, kiss too. Yeah, it was. It, it really was like fiddly <laughs> little kisses. It was like it was a kiss. Yeah, it was. I was in love with you, and I never stopped. 
Uh, so then we end with this concert. I don't, I'm, I don't know who that singer was. It felt like I was supposed to know who she was. Maybe she's a country singer or something. I don't know. I never seen her before, but anyway, she did a good job. Yeah. Good voice. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's just like, usually we don't get like a whole song like that, especially at the end of yeah. the, the movie, but yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought it was solid. I'd give it like a 3.5, I think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 3.5 out of 5. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. All right. So then we have A Tale of Two Christmases. This is on the 26th and it stars Cat Barrel and Chandler Massey, director Jason Bork uh, and writer Kristen Hansen. Thanks to some Christmas magic, Emma gets to experience two different Christmases. One where she stays in the city and celebrates with a new crush and his friends, and one where she returns home for all the traditions with her family and Drew, a longtime friend who may have feelings for her. Emma's double holiday ultimately helps her discover what will truly make her happy in life as well as in love. And I have to say, this writer is not my favorite, uh, Kirsten Hansen. She, uh, she's probably a super nice person. I have nothing against her, just not my taste. Uh, and this one was like, okay, I thought, but I, I like the idea in concept of the, uh, the, the dual identities or whatever, but in execution, I don't think it, it really worked. I would have rather, I think just had an entire movie about the Chandler and Massey character, even though that's, you know, very cliched, I just feel like everything to do with the business side, the city side didn't really matter at all like why did we go through all of these scenes with this relationship with this business guy this lawyer they, he seemed perfectly nice i didn't have any problems with him but like she just she kind of goes through that and and then we've got our ending where oh everything uh everything all the home stuff was all just a dream um <clears throat> yeah i don't know i just felt like that that meant kind of nothing. I was like, why did we waste all this time with the city stuff when we could have in building up this relationship that just gets discarded very, very easily. Yeah. Um, whereas we could have been spending the whole time with Chandler Massey. Yeah, it was, I will say, I agree with you. I was really confused because they kept jumping back and forth between like what it is and what could be. Mm -hmm. like that that's just I don't know I don't know if I was just tired or if I just was missing something but I felt like I was having like a bit of whiplash between like yeah the the two different Christmases and I was like what is happening right now I'm so confused um I think like you said the idea is good and they've done things like that before like um 
uh, what is it the one from last year with um uh, uh james denton i think oh yeah kiss before christmas yeah yes yeah. Because, yes yes because like that's not that's like that, that was so good universe. but that was like an obvious alternate yeah universe. and it was like they stayed in the alternate universe until he was brought back to the like the reality mm-hmm. right yeah. or um memories of christmas i think the the nikki and nikki deloach and andrew walker one where she falls oh yeah ladder or something like that dream of christmas i think dream of christmas that's it it was you know those titles (laughs) it's again it was like the same idea of like the alternate universe but it was like very obvious that it was the alternate universe and then i don't know this one was just super confusing and i mean there's sliding doors which uh, is really fun and we did a whole episode of on friendship about it if y'all want to hear more of my thoughts on that movie but in sliding doors they they break off into two gwyneth paltrow's there's one where she makes the subway one where she doesn't make the subway and you get to see there's how things play out in the trajectory or everything but i feel like she like learns something in both and we see different sides of her and there's like i don't know i just this i just don't understand what we were supposed to take away from the city side like he seemed like a perfectly nice guy they seem like they had chemistry and like, I almost wanted him to be more of a jerk so that mm-hmm. then she could learn like, oh, okay, this is not what I want. This is not my life, you know, and, and then go back to the city to Chandler Massey. In this case, it was like, she could be perfectly happy with this guy and this life in the city, which I guess could be interesting, but I don't know. It just felt like all that time in the city was kind of a waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, why do we keep going back to this party? It was yeah. like the tale of two parties. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> but I really like Chandler. I I mean, he came on the podcast. I really enjoyed pretty much everything with him in this. I, I thought that he was very charming. We, we told him on the podcast that he's now the, the hot nerd, the Hallmark hot nerd. <laughs> and I think he lived up to that. In this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about a little bit because you've got these two sort of, you know, can't really talk about it chronologically that well, but um. And basically the Chicago, uh, story, um, she meets this guy, Max, he's a lawyer in her building. Uh, he invites her to his party and she first can't go, but then she misses her plane in that version. And so then she can go and everybody's wearing really nice you know, clothes, including her. She looked beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, it's just kind of like a party and they get along, I think pretty well. There's no like big conflict really. And uh, there's kit, there's mistletoe there. They have a near kiss and then like a regular kiss. Uh, it's a very swanky party uh, compared to the um, uh, the the Vermont party. Oh, yeah, uh, but not bad. It was uh, I guess like his some of his friends were a little snobby mm-hmm. uh, when she spills the cake on uh, on one of his friends. Uh, she drops this yule log uh and she, you know she's kind of a brat about it um there's that i guess but i don't know i still just didn't think like he's going up to the ski part ski lodge and he invites her up to the ski lodge and she, she she's like battling back and forth do i go home for christmas now that the storm's let up or do i go to the ski lodge with max after they just had this kiss and she decides to go to family uh, and she, they end up meeting in the airport and uh she says goodbye and i don't know i just again i just felt like that whole plot was a waste 
yeah what was what was the point yeah Yeah. and if she's not going to end up being with max i thought oh this could be interesting if like they have i almost would prefer if in both in both realities you have like different endings that would have been kind of intriguing and different yeah you know, it'd be like, oh, she ends up with Max in this story, and then she ends up with uh, Drew in the other story. That would have been more interesting. I would have felt like, okay, there's a reason why we did this, but no, she has to end up with Drew and Bull. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's to show that like <laughs> your soulmate thing. I don't <laughs> I know. Guess, I guess. Yeah, I just, yeah, in execution, it was a little. Yeah, I did laugh when they in Vermont. Uh, in the Vermont timeline when they have to go deliver the food to Aunt Martha that was really funny and they're like terrified (laughs) and then she's pretty she is pretty cantankerous she says I waited less time at the DMV intense there (laughs) (laughs) and so then uh, Drew plays the guitar and they sing Jingle Bells which uh, which Chandler had teased to us he said you know that I'm going to be I get to sing in this one. I get to play the guitar. That was kind of fun. That's a fun little tip. <laughs> less time at the DMV. <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, and so they go and try to fix the lights at the lodge. And they have an almost kiss in Vermont timeline. But they get stopped by this worker guy, Gordon. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> and... They, she gets an offer uh, to, um, she gets two offers actually in both timelines. She gets the offer to, uh, to work on this big project that she's been trying to, that she pitched at the beginning of the movie and that she's been trying to be involved in. And they want her to just uh, remote work. They don't want her to actually go down and she's an architect and she wants to actually have like one project where she's there like on site and and involved and everything. So she's really depressed about this in both timelines. And, uh, and then she gets an offer to help run the lodge, I think, or work on the lodge or something renovations. Yeah. Yeah. And in both timelines, she decides to, uh, she decides to, uh, to take the offer uh, with the lodge. So she's going to be there. She says, I didn't want to be stuck in the office, so I quit. Well, I think it's also confusing that in both timelines, like, again, it's like that same answer. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. If you have like a complete juxtaposition, then it's like, because then then the ending will make sense because she the ending was like, oh, it was a dream. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. So all... All of the uh, Vermont stuff was all a dream. And she wakes up in in Chicago time timeline. And that's when she decides, oh, I'm not going to go to the ski, ski lodge. I'm going to go home, which I have no idea really why. Like, yeah. what was wrong? There was nothing wrong with Max. Like, Max was perfectly good. And I guess that could be interesting of, like, here's two good choices. Which one are you going to pick? But really wasn't played out that way and so it was just again felt like what is the point yeah, yeah. like it felt yeah definitely felt like pieces were missing mm-hmm. too yeah so i would give this one hmm, i probably give it a three out of five like it was yeah. watchable but uh but not but i don't know just not the best yeah 
I was gonna say 2.75 because mm-hmm. I would say like three is pretty average like yeah like I don't know I I don't know that I would watch this one again honestly mm-hmm. like it wasn't yeah. terrible it was just lots of like what mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of confusing moments the execution wasn't super great I mean the yeah. actors did a lovely job I mean nothing mm-hmm. against them but mm-hmm. it was just the storyline where I I don't know it kind of lost yeah. me it was really only half a good movie mm-hmm. yeah so yeah maybe 2.75 uh, and I, I did think it was a little funny when they're saying statistically you only win charades 50% of the time. <laughs> That's kind of a funny line. <laughs> so there we go. We did it. <laughs> so let but us I mean, know. Overall, not about it was it, the third three. I mean, yeah, they were yeah. good. They were decent. Like no, you know. no, no train wrecks. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing yeah. pain. No, I didn't go to a dark place. Yeah. <laughs> we say so there we go let us know what you think of these three movies which ones were your favorite how many crowns you would give them we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on twitter and uh casey where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at casey underscore underscore simpson great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so check that out also make sure you're following the podcast at homework pod and homework podcast we are having this facebook issue so don't try to contact us through there or uh, <laughs> contact us through uh you can join the patreon uh which is great uh, and uh, has lots of fun perks and benefits please take a look at that and uh yeah follow us at homeworkies pod and homeworkies podcast all the social media and uh, if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot and if you are watching on youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much And the merch store has tons of fun holiday inspired designs. And uh, so please take a look at that. I think you'll really enjoy it. And it's a great place to get presents for any Hallmark fan in your life. Uh, So thanks everybody. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.